Before we begin, this podcast is a place of acceptance, diversity, and respect. This podcast respects all aspects of people, including race, ethnicity, gender expression, sexual orientation, socioeconomic background, age, religion, and ability. That being said, let us begin. What's up, world? Welcome to the Positive Truth, Uplifting, and Positive News for a more progressive society. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at the Positive Truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding the communities everywhere. I'm JP. That's Tim. Tim, how is your favorite child doing? She is doing amazing. She's smiling more. Um, she's like paying attention whenever I move across the room. She'll follow me now. It's like, it's dope. It's, it's something new every day. So... If you're new to the positive truth, Tim's a new father, and we're about to take this journey with him. Because, yay, you know, yay. Because, you know, I don't have any kids. Tim's. <laughs> <laughs> Tim is the much more responsible one on this podcast. Hey, speaking of you not having any kids, it reminded me. Dude, I. Never mind. We'll talk about that off air. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I'm super curious. Is it like not G rated? It's pretty funny to me. I'm like, my, dude, my brother just found out he has a 19-year-old son. So I got... <laughs> <laughs> we should be laughing at this. Dog, I, I laughed. I ain't gonna lie. He, he laughed. We all laughed about it because, I mean, my brother, he was a wild one. Let's just say that. He was a wild one. <laughs> so you have yeah, another dude. nephew? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, got another nephew. <laughs> just found out about <laughs> Um, where's he at? Uh, he's in the Navy, actually. He He's stationed in San Antonio. He actually just flew out to uh, Arizona to go visit my brother to meet him for the first time. And it was a dope experience. They had plenty, uh, plenty of fl- family time. He got to meet his uh, brothers and sisters he didn't know. And how did they, like, find out? Like, how they were did this the, happen? They were in the military together. And she, like, left Korea and found out she was pregnant and you know got in a relationship with somebody else that guy adopted the baby and he just said he didn't feel like that man's that or his stepfather at all so he wanted to know who his real dad was and got on his mom's facebook found my brother his his mom told him who he was and they linked up on facebook wow Crazy, right? Speaking of Facebook, make sure to like, share, subscribe to the podcast. Check out our like our Facebook page. <laughs> but it turns out to be a positive story, man. It, it, that was a positive story. That's no, just... it gets even better, though. Man. Oh, like, for real? Is that over? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, it's done. It's done. It's just the way that it was handled. Like, you would think it'd be crazy, right? But the way it was handled... All the adults in this situation, which they're all adults, <laughs> <laughs> they all handled it so well. They were all respectful about it. They all kind of understood things happen, and they moved on from there. It's pretty dope, man. And my brother's, like, super happy about it. Uh, his son, who's actually named after him, is crazy. Uh, he's super happy as well. It's just a dope situation your overall. your name AJ? Yeah, yeah, Anthony Jamin. Hold up. So your brother had no idea he got her pregnant? Yeah, yeah, he, she bounced out, man. She disappeared. She went to uh, Korea, or she left Korea. She was leaving Korea, so, you know, they hung out, and then she <laughs> left Korea. <laughs> wow. <Huh>. Yeah, man. <laughs> Wild. 
<laughs> and so yeah, this is the positive truth. We tell positive news stories about you know things going on in the world. So you might you can find you know family members on Facebook. You can also find us at the Positive Truth Podcast, where we post positive news stories five days a week. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Leave us a five star review. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that was a great opening, Tim. But we need to get to these positive news stories. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I'm going to go ahead and start off with mine. I have a short video, which is pretty cool because I have no idea what an Impala actually looked like in real life. But there's a video of a man rescuing an Impala that was stuck in the mud. And it's super sweet. So Steve Haley, he's from England. He was on a safari at Kruger National Park in South Africa when he noticed that this uh, Impala was trapped. He said, I was on my own during a self-safari where I take a tent rent a car, and camp in the park for eight weeks. So, yeah, when he was doing that, he was walking by, he saw it, and he decided to stop and help out. And I'm going to share this video to the Facebook page at the Positive Truth Podcast. So uh, check it out there. I have so many questions. Yes, sir. You never know what an Impala looks like? Yeah, man, like, I see the car, but, you know, (laughs) Southside problems in my eyes. Like, there ain't no random Impalas on the south side of Oklahoma City. (laughs) Yeah, but on the Impala on a car, it gives it's like an Impala animal on there. It's like um, the silhouette of one. Man, I never pay attention to the like. <laughs> like I, I have no clue. I'm telling you, when I saw it, I was like, oh, oh, oh that's an Impala. Got you. <laughs> okay, number two. <laughs> Second question. Oh, there's more. Okay. So he's on a, a safari. On his own, and there's a video of this? How? Yeah. Man, I'm wondering if he set it up himself. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he did. He's probably like chilling, doing his thing, and he's like, I'm going to help out this and Paul. Let me set up camera so I can look like a hero. And yeah. Uh, also, you're safariing by yourself in South Africa with Impala's around. I'm just going to. There's probably. For eight weeks. If, for eight weeks, yes. Two months. There's probably some large predators that can eat you. Like, are we sure this is a good idea? Yeah, man. I'm not saying I recommend it or anything, (laughs) but he's helping them out. I mean, he wasn't hunting, so that's what's up. That's a win. Yeah, there we go, Tim. There we go. I mean, I already have a disdain for camping for a positive news. I mean, this isn't a positive (laughs) news story, but... It's positive to you, for sure. I have a hell of a bad story about camping that I can't share because it's not like your brother's story where it ends up positive in the end. It just keeps getting worse. (laughs) So if I don't want to camp in Oklahoma, I can imagine camping in South Africa. But shout out to him for saving the animal, though. Do sabes. We're going to stop rambling and get to our next positive news story, which is it's France. It became the first country in Europe to ban all five pesticides, killing bees. And yeah, basically there's a dwindling bee population. And France became the first country to ban all five pesticides believed to be killed, to be killing off the insects by researchers. So shout out to France, France. Shout out to France, France. (laughs) Shout out to France. Let's go. (laughs) And yeah, what you got, Tim? Man, I have this uh, crazy story. So, uh, well, I said Wilma. Vilma Wong was the primary nurse for a premature baby 28 years ago, and now they are working together. There's this really cool picture I'm going to share to the Facebook page right now. 
And uh, basically, Velma has been working at the NICU, which I appreciate every NICU nurse that's out there. Hope somebody's listening that's a NICU nurse. You guys are amazing. I know when my daughter was in the hospital, the NICU nurses held me down. Like, they're, I, I'm the father I am today partially because of these NICU nurses. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> they threw me into the fire, man. I didn't know what was going on. They're like, nah, you're going to change your diaper. I'll watch you, though. I was like, dang, all right. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, basically she's been working at this NICU center for uh, uh, twenty or for thirty-two years now. Actually, um, it's Lucille Packard Children's Hospital in pa- Palo Alto, California. And uh, when a new doctor named Brandon Sem- Seminator uh, started working there, she had a feeling she knew him. She couldn't figure it out, but basically during a friendly conversation, Brandon revealed that they both worked at the hospital he was born in. And boom, that's when the conversation led to them finding out. And it's pretty amazing. She actually feels like uh, they're meant to see each other again. And uh, Brandon actually had a picture of the two during his early days um, with him with her in uh, his arms. And it's pretty in her arms. And it's actually a pretty cool picture. I really want you guys to check this out. This is something that's like really special. It's, it's weird, random when stuff like this happens. And uh, yeah. So he was basically delivered at uh, 26 weeks, and uh, whoa, yeah, exactly. Um, he was super premature. 26 weeks is is you know 14 weeks too early. So yeah, um, it's coming full circle. Brandon said he's taking care of babies and the nurse who took care of him, and that's pretty amazing in itself. Yeah, man, that's awesome on a lot of levels. Are you gonna post that to the Facebook page? Yes, sir. As we speak. Yeah, shout out to that positive news story. Can't wait to check out those pictures. I actually had that positive news story, but I knew you would be better at telling it. I don't know if I was, man. I was stuttering a little bit. So it's all good, though. It's a super dope story. It's positive, And I feel like these pictures are super dope to look at them as like, look at him at, you know, a couple days old and her, you know, 20, 28 years ago. And then looking at her now, she held her age pretty well, man. She's a doctor now, right? No, no, she's a nurse, and he's a doctor. Oh, well, that, I mean, you went from barely making it to being a nurse. Congratulations to her. No, no, no. Okay, so the nurse took care of him. Okay, so my bad. Congratulations <laughs> to him. <laughs> See, this is why you should do the story. You're good, man. You're, it's all good. She took care of him. He was born early, and now he's a doctor taking care of her. Oh, nice. So, yeah. <laughs> Good job, Tim. <laughs> Word. Tim's having a five-star podcast. I'm having a three-star one. I definitely feel like I'm having a four, but it's all good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but what is always five stars is our break mid-podcast where we do our audio meditation, where we talk about things we're grateful for, just one thing each, and the stresses of life. We often, you know, we overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. So, Tim, what are you grateful for? water man i was so dehydrated today <laughs> like i drunk I, I literally like had to sip water slow because i know if i could put a chug that i would have threw up but i drank a little bit of water started feeling good and i chugged a bottle of water after that and i was running around back and forth and i chugged another bottle of water and i'm not gonna lie man i actually feel pretty good about myself right now because i'm hydrated <laughs> and i just don't remember being this hydrated in a while where i'm actually like paying attention to how much water i'm drinking so i'm really thankful for water trying to stay away from soda and stuff right now why are you running as a cross-country meet whenever you're the coach man i put in a good 
I'm not one of those coaches that just like stand around and point at these kids and tell them good job after they're done. I'm intense with it, man. If they're like, if it's a, like we had a two mile, there was a, it was a 5k today and it was a two mile lap and then a one mile lap. I'm running from one end of the course to the other end of the course, making sure these kids are keeping up pace and they're hearing some kind of positive feedback. So you're basically running it with them. Yeah, I mean, to an extent, basically. I put it in about four miles while I was there, so yeah, like, I'm, 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 I'm moving. <laughs> yeah, that's a damn good coach there, Tim Tim. Man, I try. I'm not very good at many things, but I put in some effort when it comes to coaching. So, let's let's say you're uh, you're coaching thirty years from now, right? Are you still gonna be running like that? Cause you have a thing where when you um you always do the workouts the kids are doing. Are you still gonna be running like this at like sixty? I hope so. Like that would be amazing to me. I would love for you guys like make some positive truth documentary video interview thing while I'm running at sixty something years old. I mean, I'm all that, for it. I would be dope. <laughs> you remember that positive news story we did like a year and a half ago with that lady? She was seventy years old, so she ran seven marathons in seven days on seven different continents or 10 days that's gonna be you tim (laughs) dude yeah i'm I'm trying to be man i saw that i remember that we talked about that one lady that uh she was like 98 years old running in this race every single year it was like a 100 meter dash i'm trying to be like her yeah i'll just be lifting weights (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'll stay away from the weight room man every time i go in there these weights just like they don't like me I'm lifting the same as all the the high school girls and stuff. It's it's embarrassing. I'm just not with that life. It's because you have to be consistent with it. Like you have to be consistent with running. I hear that. It's just hard, man. <laughs> but it's way- not hard to run four miles at a cross country meet when you're coaching. Okay, Tim. <laughs> you know what? I figured. I was thinking the other day. I was like, man, I I try. I go to the weight room for like three to six weeks at a time, and then I just don't go forever again. And uh, I was like, you know what? If I pick up my daughter every single day for like the next 10 years, you know, maybe this counts. I'm pretty sure in about seven years, she's not going to like that. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you're, <laughs> I regret <laughs> that instantly. <laughs> At what point were, uh, you, were you too cool for your mom to pick you up, Tim? Hey, I don't age? remember my mom ever picking me up. <laughs> <laughs> I remember walking and rolling everywhere or something, man. I, I remember my mom telling me when I was a kid, like, I didn't learn how to crawl, that I used to roll everywhere I went. I was just too lazy to crawl, so I went from rolling to walking. And now you just run every day. Facts. Something about walking bothers me now. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what Tim's grateful for. So shout out to Water <laughs> and shout out to his athletes and being a good coach. Dang, is that what we were talking about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Man, my bad, guys. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're having a five-star podcast. I'm having a three-star one. I'm off topic. Let's keep it pushing. What are you thankful for, sir? Um, I was going to be saying I'm grateful for homework and learning lessons. But, I, yeah, I had a tough lab today. So, yeah, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm grateful for failures because that's when you really learn stuff. So, yeah, I'm grateful for failing. Man, that was, that was nice. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Like, no, my, I'm just like, dang, I'm over here thankful for water. You're over here thankful for failure. That's that's intense. Yeah. I mean, positive mind state, man. It could be worse. Absolutely. And back to the positive news stories. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. Um, so we've talked about trees. 
a lot. It's basically been going on in the Middle East. They've been planting all of the trees. And two weeks ago, I did a positive news story about there being more trees on the planet today than there were 35 years ago, which is crazy to think about. Well, in Pakistan, two days ago, or not two days ago, September 2nd, so this, this comes out on Friday. So, yeah, five days ago, they had a plant for Pakistan. And you want to know how many trees they planted in one day, Tim? Man, I'm, I don't know. How many? 1.5 million. Oh, I was going to guess a million. That's so dope. It was still more than what I was going to guess. Man, that's nuts. Yeah, man. That is, that's, that's so awesome, man. So, because remember, we talked about this like a year ago. They got a plan to plant 10 billion trees in 2018. Dude, it's going down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a hell of a drive. 10 billion? Whoa. Anyway. Go big or go home. So they planted 1.5 billion. Shout out to Pakistan. You're doing a great job. Man, I'm excited. Man, man. I'm just, I'm happy to hear that. I don't know what it is about trees. But all right, let's keep it pushing. I got one more story. How many do you have left, sir? Just one more, sir. Nice. Well, I'm going to talk about these deputies, um, these two sheriff deputies in Lakewood, California. Uh, They saved a a nine-month-old baby boy who was found not breathing during a traffic stop. So according to the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, Deputy Tyler Milton saw a vehicle driving erratically on Lakewood Boulevard about 10.20 p.m. on Monday evening. He stopped the car and he realized immediately that the driver was holding a nine-month-old baby boy. Um, The deputy quickly assessed the baby and determined that he was unresponsive and not breathing. He put out the radio call for help, and Deputy Alyssa Farrington arrived to the scene within seconds. Um, Milton began administrating CPR as Farrington drove to Long Beach Memorial Hospital. During the transportation, the deputy was able to resuscitate the infant prior to arriving to the hospital. Now there's a, like a crazy video. The deputy is running into the emergency room with the baby in his arms. I'm going to share it to the Facebook page because the infant was listed in stable condition and there was no evidence of foul play whatsoever. The, ba- the child is now doing okay and is getting ready to go home with his parents. Let this be a reminder that every single day there are, you know, EMTs, police officers, firefighters doing awesome things that we just totally take for granted. Absolutely, man. All that training and stuff. I know myself, I I was CPR certified for a little while and before my card expired. And uh, it seemed like it was like a a boring class almost like, okay, I know how to do this. I'm using this dummy and I have this card and I think I'm never going to have to really use it. You know, you imagine wanting using it or whatever, but these police officers, they're trained to, to save lives and to do things like CPR. And whenever it comes in handy, like you never know when you're going to need it. So it's pretty amazing that, you know, with the training that they get, they were able to help out this nine month old man. It's, it's just, it's, it's a beautiful thing because they definitely don't get enough credit when credit is due. And when it comes to something like this, we have to give them all the praise in the world for that. Cause that's amazing. It's a nine month old child, man. Absolutely. That's what we're here for, to spread that positivity, man. Word. And my last positive news story is about a mid-Michigan health center in Gratiot. 
probably mispronounce that, but this is the positive truth, and mispronouncing things is what we do. And they had a blood drive, and basically their record at the blood drive for most blood ever, most units ever gathered was 16. So their goal was 17. So they did this whole, we're going to try to get 17 units of blood, come out, come donate. And let's just say it worked because they were, everyone came out and they got a record setting 112 units of blood donated in a two day period from July 27th to July 28th. Dang. Basically they got the whole town to come out and I think it's awesome. That is dope. When everybody comes together to do something positive, it's always a beautiful thing. Also, I think like one unit of blood saves like an crazy amount of lives. So the fact that they got 112 is just ridiculous. And it's pretty crazy. So yeah, that's the positive truth. And we're out of positive news stories. We'll be back soon with more. Tim, do you have a quote quote? I have a quote for you, JP. Dear Math, please grow up and solve your own problems. I'm, <laughs> I'm tired of solving them for you. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so far, Calc 3 hasn't been too bad. Calc 3, man. I went and passed pre-Calc. Yeah, sure you would, Tim. It's just uh, we didn't have the best teachers growing up in our school district. You, I had a, I mean, you know what? I had one really good math teacher. Really good math teacher in high school. I failed him the first time I took him. The second time, man, I really learned. <laughs> well, shout out to positive teachers doing great things. Do sabes. You should go back and uh, learn math so whenever Layla gets in high school and college, you can help her out. Big facts. <laughs> I thought you were going to say no, but the fact that you said <laughs> yes just shows, like, being a parent makes you want to do anything for your kid. Because I, I thought for sure you were going to say no. <laughs> Nah, dude, when it comes to her, there's no way I'm saying no. I'm just going to shut up and do it. There you go, Tim. This way to be a great dad. Got to do what I got to do. So, yeah, five-star five star review for Tim on this podcast, three stars for JP. <laughs> we'll be back with another five-star podcast soon and some more positive news. I mean, five plus three is eight in my eyes. My math is pretty good there. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're out. Stay positive.